powered from the Perdomo Cigar Studios on the Black Stage in Indian Trail, North Carolina, and broadcasting from down under outside Brisbane, Australia. It's episode 79 of the Primetime Jukebox. Tonight, Dave and I will unveil tracks that the other has got to hear. And as always, the Primetime Jukebox is sponsored by Perdomo Cigars. Awarded Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year in 2014 by Cigar Journal, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary brand has consistently earned the highest scores in the industry and is a top seller in humidors around the world. The Perdomo 20th Anniversary Bundle Cards tobaccos have been carefully hand-selected and are well-aged for a minimum of eight years. The Perdomo 20th Anniversary is offered in three distinct wrappers, a smooth, creamy Ecuadorian Connecticut, a rich, earthy Cuban seed Nicaraguan sun-grown, and a dark oily Cuban seed Nicaraguan Maduro. Combining these beautifully bourbon barrel-aged wrappers with thick high priming binder and filler tobaccos gives each blend a balanced complexity with layers of rich flavors and smooth, elegant aromas. Perdomo Cigar is a family-owned and operated company headquartered in Miami, Florida, manufacturing agricultural facilities in Esteli, Nicaragua. Perdomo's highly acclaimed cigar brands include the Perdomo Selection Vintage, the Perdomo Double H 12-Year Vintage, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary, the Perdomo Reserve 10th Anniversary Line, Perdomo Abano Bourbon Barrel-Aged, Perdomo Lot 23, Perdomo Menso 70, and many more. For great tasting notes and pairing information, check out the new Perdomo website at www.perdomocigars.com. And we want to mention Aganorsa Leaf on Cigar Coop this month, cigar-coop.com. Uh, you can check out this month's installment of the Aganorsa Experience. Uh, you go to our sidebar, click on it under the Aganorsa Experience, and you'll see Vice President Terrence Riley actually go through what is validation? So if you're wondering what validation is, it's an actual uh, part of the Aganor's Leaf process. And uh, he'll go through all that in a, in a nice uh, YouTube video, which we encourage you to subscribe to their channel. So you can check that out again on the Cigars Coop uh, webpage. Go to the sidebar, click on the Aganor's Experience. And of course, we want to mention JRE Tobacco. The authentic Corojo leaf is one of the most robust and flavorful tobacco leaves out there. During the golden age of cigars of Cuba, it's a leaf of choice to make some of the world's greatest cigars. Of course, it is one of the most challenging ones to cultivate. It fell out of favor by the 1990s. In the Hamastran Valley in Honduras, Julio uh, Aroa took on the challenge of growing Corojo seeds. And in 2000, he successfully reintroduced authentic Corojo back to the market. With over 50 years' experience in the tobacco business, from growing and curing tobacco to cigar production, the JRE Tobacco Farm has been able to continue to deliver products to market with authentic Corojo. Now with JRE Tobacco, who in a Sanjusto bring their very own brand to market, each containing the authentic Corojo leaf. Aladino is available in a variety of different blends, including the latest one, the Aladino Classic. Each represent that golden age of cigars from 1947 to 1961. They're available at your local retailer. Be sure to ask for Jerry Tobacco, a legacy that's tasted every drop. And finally, by Drew Estate. Check out and download the Drew Diplomat app for your mobile device. Keep up with everything going on Drew Estate. Experience the subculture that is the rebirth of cigars. It's available at iTunes or Google Play. For more information, check out www.drewdiplomat.com. And as always, all the live streaming for the Primetime Network is shows is sponsored exclusively by Drew Estate, as well as the California Studios for the Primetime Show. Well, welcome, everybody. This is Primetime Jukebox, Episode 79. We are in a late September edition here. Um, this is Will Cooper. I am on the black stage here in the Perdomo Cigar Studios. Join uh Around the world by my good friend and colleague, Mr. Dave Burke. Hello, Coop. How's it going? 
Uh, hanging in there. I had a little oral surgery as I was yes. this week. Uh, so you unfortunately, I cannot smoke. Um, and it yesterday was the worst day I had actually. So it, it is getting better today, which is good. Oh, uh, well, that's but good. yeah, but it sucks. <laughs> it's like it's <laughs> yeah, it uh, it sucks, you know. I'm, uh, and it's funny, I have like you know, other members of the coop team will share what they're smoking, and it's like, don't do that. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm like. Uh, so it, it's, okay. you know, but you know, you don't with oral surgery, look, I'll give you advice. You do not rush and smoke back. It, this is no. the one thing you really don't want to mess around with here. Um, it could be worse. So. Oh, definitely. You don't yeah. want to that. The funny thing I got people, what? You still going to be able to read my cigar? Like I said, look, when my body's ready, my body's ready. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. We do a lot of, re- I do a lot of reviews. So it's like, you'll, you'll get there, but. I, you know, the human body is something you can't control on a review schedule is what I know. Yeah. No. Um, no. So we got, we got an interesting show today. So Coop and I don't know each other's notes. Yeah. It's, we, we went, we, this is kind of, we went blind with this one. Um, but the idea is, um, we want to come up with songs that we want the other to hear. Some of these songs we may have heard before. Some of them we yeah. may not have. We don't know. Oh yeah. Um, and actually, I was talking to Dave before the show, and we're going to do a little homework because I'm sure there's going to be songs we're each going to go back and listen to. Maybe oh, it's definitely. a song I even heard that I'm going to listen to again. Just to, And yeah. we're going to come back with our findings with these songs. If we have, you know, some of the ones that we haven't heard before or are going to give another listen to. So I'm pretty excited. It's a different concept we've done with this. Um, mm. I'm curious what our audience is going to think of the selections as well. I have a couple mm. of deep tracks and I have some very common tracks as well. It's interesting. So, yeah, so we're fine blind. So Coop doesn't know what the music news is. I don't know what the cigar news is. Yep. He, he, we don't know anything. No, so we uh... really went in this with no notes, Um, which is, but we do have notes. We have a plan. Yeah. So we kind of just, yeah, we know we the structure of the show is remaining the same. I actually have a couple of additional music notes I want to just mention oh. to when you're done as well. So, yeah. Well, I'll uh, I'll kick it off. So yep, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm still reviewing music put it up there it's sort of been a bit like i said before this is like probably one of the biggest if not the biggest music year in the last like 10 years because you have like lizzo beyonce harry styles kendrick lamar um all putting out records all in the same year which is just insane Mm -hmm. um and and where i i have said that I think I thought Taylor Swift was going to release her 1989 Taylor version because she kept she keeps releasing singles for it. Right. And I said, man, if Taylor Swift releases that record, she's going to really put this year over the edge. Right. And uh, and and not only is she releasing a record, but it's a new one. So this it's definitely going over the edge. So because she's got Midnight's coming out, which is a brand new record. Which is kind of like just ever so it's just tipped this year over the edge for me, uh, and we and when we do our year end show, we can talk about why this year is so big, and I have my theories on that. But um, as we're because that comes out at the end of October, so as we're waiting for that record, it's kind of been this has been a whole lot of of big new music coming out. Um, it's sort of like this kind of like wait and see for Taylor to to hit. Um, so I've been looking around at just different news, Coop, just different music news. Right. 
And I got some Mariah Carey music news. So I don't know if you heard this, but she was in an interview. I had this, I had this on my notes. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. The grunge. She was, yeah, she yeah, was in ahead. an interview. Go ahead, man. I had, that was what I had in my notes. <laughs> she, she was in an interview, and but... she revealed that in 1995, when she was recording Daydream, like her big record, yep. <laughs> she formed a band called uh, Chicks, and they just they recorded a grunge record just to like let off steam, I guess. And they had a whole record done, and then her roommate and friend Clarissa Dane um, re-recorded the vocals over it. And, and I think Mariah Carey does some backing vocals and stuff, but. So they so there is an actual record. It's called Chick Someone's Ugly Daughter. Right. It was actually released, but Clarissa Dane are the vocals. And now Mariah in this interview, because I think she's releasing like a book or something. Yes, she has a memoir. Well, she came out with a memoir, I think is what happened. Yeah. And she's talking to this. Rolling Stone, and she's like, yeah, I found the master with my vocals on it. I'm going to re-release it. Um. So... We're going to get a Mariah Carey grunge record coupe. Yes. And I got to admit, I want to hear this. I, yeah. I mean, if I want to hear, look, I'm not anti Mariah Carey. I mean, she's, a, I mean, she's, she's a little bit, I guess, ego, but, but she has, the, oh, I yeah. want to hear this. I mean, this is cool. This is, I had the same note in here about this, this thing as well. I saw this thing on, I saw this come up on NPR this week and I'm like, Man, we got to talk about this. Like Dave picked right up on it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. so I'm working on a on a on an entry on um on a cigar jukebox. That's like, well, what other weird combinations do I want to see? Um, yeah. Because yeah. we got so I'll be working on that. Because we got like, yeah, I would never guess that there's a Mariah Carey grunge record out there. Right. Man, I got I can't wait to hear it. I'm glad that she because some artists just want to bury this stuff. Right. And go, yeah. like, oh, that was just a silly thing. Blah, blah, blah. But she's like, no, I'm going to release it. And I think that's awesome. I, I think it's great. Um, You know, I, I mean, I, I don't sell I don't see her selling it. Like, I think it might be something that she just they put on Spotify or something. Like, I don't know if she'll sell I, it. I don't know. But. I mean, here's the thing. So there's that one song where she's doing the backup vocals. That's yeah, out. yeah. But there is, I guess, this one from my understanding is her on lead vocals. Yes, yes, yes. Said to Rolling Stone, yeah. Because what happened was Clarissa Dane just did redid the vocal, like she just re-recorded the vocal. Right. So conceivably, the songs would be the same. It's just with her on the vocal. Yep. Is like how I understand it. Yep. Um, but she found it, and she's going to remaster it, and she's all about putting it out. So, I mean, I don't know when we'll see it, but that that's yeah. They haven't cool. announced a time with that yet. So, so yeah. So, I mean, it's just. I mean, I don't know why. I mean, I can understand why they didn't release it at the time because you're releasing Daydream, and you don't want to ruin that. Um, yeah. But I guess the I guess the songs are good enough where they're like, oh, we should release this anyway, and so they had someone else do it. Yeah, and by the time Daydream came out, she was pretty well established already at that point. Yeah, I mean, so, I guess they just didn't want to mix up the messaging, maybe, or I don't know. Yeah, I think Music Box had come out already. Because she had a, I mean, it was a complete record. Like, it yeah. was done. Yeah. 
So they just so yeah, so that's crazy. So I, yeah. I can't wait for that. That's my big music news because I, I thought that was nuts. That was big music news for sure. <laughs> this is crazy. That was definitely big news. Yeah. Yeah, Music Box came out in ninety three and then Daydream came out in Daydream's ninety five. Like Music Box was a monster a monster album for her. So yeah, I mean I guess they wanted that follow up album, the record company, uh Columbia. So I guess she was recording like two records at the same time, really, because she'd be she was recording Daydream and then like doing this on the side just for fun. Yeah. Just yeah. to like mess around. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. It's what it sounds like for sure. I wonder how many other albums there are like this coop, right? Yeah. Like I mean, just like that never got released, but just like brands do it just for fun, you know? I mean, we would never I mean, that one's just like how odd I mean when I saw that, I mean, I could, you know, if you told me like someone else would, like if you told me, if you told me Madonna was doing a grunge album, I might buy into that more than Mariah Carey. I mean, Mariah, like, yeah, this is Madonna, but, but Mar- I just never, I didn't see anything like that coming. And I'm like, is this real? When I looked at this, I'm like, so it wasn't an April Fool's or anything like that. That's nah, crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so I want other artists to do it. I mean, the only other thing I could think of that was as crazy that I can't believe it got recorded was when what was when um, uh, what was it? Lennon got studio time and like it was like him and Paul McCartney and like Stevie Wonder like re- yeah. recorded for a couple hours, just jammed. I'm like, what? Yeah. yeah. Like San Francisco or something and like Johnny Cash, maybe or something. It was yeah. Weird. I mean, Foo Fighters doing the DGs yes, isn't even they as strange as that, this. Though. Even, yeah, they released it, but that isn't even as strange as this. <laughs> no. No. So I just, I want all bands, please release your unreleased messing around just for fun records, please. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's, uh, that was my, that was my big music yep. news topic. What do you got for well, cigar stuff? Well, I have one other music topic. I had this one, but I have oh, one yeah, other yeah, yeah. one. So if you are a Duran Duran fan, um, you have three mm. albums coming out in the next, like, eight weeks. Wow. Um, they're all reissues, right? So just to yes. mention it, uh, Medazzaland's being reissued on October 14th. Mm. Live at Hammersmith 82, which is, is being released as a gold disc for Record Store Ooh. Day. For Record Store okay. Day, I guess they're doing another Record <sighs> Store Day in November 25th. Wow. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and this yeah. one's the one that's kind of pissing people off. Okay. Uh oh. So Future Past, which was the album, my top album yeah. of the year last year. Yeah. Uh, the comeback album is being reissued with a, as a double album on November twenty fifth, and people are pissed because like they bought the first album and now you're making uh, the album again with more. You know, we talked about you and I talked about buying albums multiple times, right? Yes. It's when stuff like this is done why why we buy albums multiple times. And they do that and I mean, <clears throat> I'm trying to think who else did that. I mean, I mean, okay, so Nirvana did that with with um Smells Like Teen Spirit, but yeah. it was like their 30th anniversary I get that a year, but the problem is it's a year later. A year later. <laughs> I mean, and yeah. I know, look, they've, they've been riding a big wave Duran Duran the last year. Uh, I well, get I it. I guess that's but, why you do it. Yeah. But I, I would have just come out with Future Past Part 2 or something like that. I don't see why. Right. Yeah, I mean, I would have did that. So, But they are reissuing it. Yeah. I mean, I guess the record company is like, you're hot. Get it out there. But I think I've mentioned I bought like five or six versions of songs from the big chair by Tears <laughs> Fear. So yes, you have. it's been reissued and remastered. So 
times, like so. Oh, uh, I I'm getting to the point. So I, I'm 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 traveling to America in December. Yep. And at Target in America, they have special Target issues of records. Like there's a special Purple Rain issue where it's like purple vinyl stuff like yep. that. And I, so, I, but you but to get them here, you have to get them on like the secondary market, and they're like way expensive. Yeah. And, and it's a lot cheaper just to go to Target in America, buy it, and bring it back. So I'm almost at the place, Coop, where I might get multiple copies of the same record in the same medium. Like, I might have my regular copy of, you know, Harry Styles' Fine Line, but I might go to Target and get the special Target, like, red Right, right, right. I'm, I'm tossing it up. Yeah. And that's the, that's the ultimate. I'm yep, tossing yep, it up. Yep. And in breaking right. news today, I booked my trip to yes. Minneapolis. So uh, the plane ticket is booked. So I'll also be going to see uh, our good buddies, Matt and Garrett, who will be doing yeah. the Purple Ring show with us coming up. So, uh, yes. yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited about that trip. And, um, you know, get to, I'm going to I'm gonna do a little exploring of the Twin Cities. I've never really gotten to do that. I did a half a day once, but I'm really going to go through and kind of okay. suck up some of the great culture of many. I think it's a great city. I'm really looking forward to it. So. Go hang out at Paisley Palace, man. Yep, and I will be going to the place where Mary Tyler Moore threw her hat up. Ah, there you go. There. That's the bucket there list. There you go. I do a bucket listing every year, and that's this year. So. Oh, nice. Um, there's been like Red Rocks, and you know. Yes. All, yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, the weather will work out for you. Yeah, cold or not, I'll if it's cold, I'll do a, like a small Corona and do it. So that's the only thing about the weather at that time for Minnesota. It's sort of hit and miss, like. Yeah, sometimes it snows a ton by then and travels just a pain in the ass. But other times, like you'll get a really dry December and, it, and it's just cold. But exactly. The travel is fine. Exactly. So, yeah. See how you go. Yep. Yep. So looking forward um, to that. Yep. Oh, man. Cigar News Coop. Hopefully it'll be as interesting as uh, Mariah Carey's Grunge album. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, it is interesting. And a lot of folks have probably heard this already. Um, but the, if you are a crown heads and an ace prime fan, uh, the two companies are getting a divorce is the best way to put it. Um, mm. so actually ace prime, they also announced their rebranding as Luciano cigars. Um, you know, they had signed up as a strategic partnership. Uh, back in 2020, where Crown Heads was going to handle their distribution, and Ace Prime, who had a factory, was going to make Crown some of the Crown Head cigars. And you know, they they it's I think it's worked out well. I mean, it seemed mm. like it was a great marriage. And you know, Crown Heads was having some of their best blends coming out of this factory. Like Mill Diaz came out of there. Mm. Um, the uh, the Juarez. Mm, that's um, a good cigar. Yeah, the, the La um, which the new one's mm. getting very good reviews, I'm seeing. So um, they did TAA cigars for them. So, you know, there's a lot of questions right now because question one is, what's Crown Heads going to do? And they haven't really mm. talked much about it yet, right? Question two is, you know, Tim Osgener, right, who – yeah, who's come back? He's making his cigars at Luciano's factory, and he's a partner in Crown Heads. What's gonna happen, mm. right? Um, Luciano is the big question is he's got to form a whole distribution team. Yeah. Um, and there's 
talk and there's a little talk with him and his factory partner maybe at odds too. Uh, let me say this. Luciano's a good guy. So this, you know, I don't know. <laughs> things happen sometimes in business and they pile up, right? Luci- I like Luciano a lot. I like both. I like everyone involved here a lot. I hate to see this happen. Um, so it's it's not good news. I don't think it's good news here. I, I wish they could have found a way to work this out. Mm. It has gotten acrimonious because there were accusations on who yeah. ended the distribution agreement. And last night, um, there was a cease and desist filed by crown heads against luciano cigars mm. from talking bad about crown heads and luciano was on the dojo show last night which i probably didn't help any is what i'm gonna say so no i uh it's it's not coming at the best time for for luciano is it because i mean they have what four or five new cigars out mm-hmm. and you'd want to have your distribution sort of locked down distribution something's harder than getting production is what i tell people yeah and you're 100 right because you know he's got some i mean look he had some winners at the trade show. You, there's no question that Maria Lucia and Mas Ignius were were two of the top cigars coming out of the trade show. They would have. T- I'm gonna be honest. There was more talk about Luciano stuff than Crown Heads this year at the trade show. Mm. I mean, it's just I'm just saying how it is. It's not that anything. I'm not trying to knock Crown Heads or anything like that. But there was a lot of talk about these cigars this year. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, on prime time on Thursday, if you listen to this Monday, we are going to have Tim Osgunner on, Aaron and I. But don't expect us to really – I mean, we're going to focus on Tim. Tim's a legend in this industry. And we're not going to do two hours of infighting with crown heads. We'll, we'll probably ask the question, no. what's going to happen with your cigars? But that's probably about it. So, uh, so stay tuned on that. Mm. So it's unfortunate, Dave, because I've been very, you know, I've been high on on the Ace Prime. I've been high on this part. I thought this was a great partnership. And I I, I wish I could get these guys to a table and just say, hey, guys, but I'm sure. Yeah. And look, I'm sure who's at fault. I'm sure it's somewhere in the middle. So, it's you know. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, like, like I said, especially um, with all these cigars coming out like it's not right hype you know, best, and the, like you I said, know. the crown heads redid the patissier and i spoke to a couple of people and i like because like, what patissier came out last year and it was it was to mixed reviews right because it, it came out in the lonsdale but the new sizes i'm hearing a lot of people say you know what they nailed it with these new sizes so they had some new stuff too coming out and mil diaz has been an absolute monster for them as well as juarez those are mm. probably two of their best-selling lines so, yeah. uh, I mean, it's unfortunate. You, you're 100% right. It's bad for everybody, unfortunately. Mm. Um, now, Developing Pouch Review of the Week. I picked the uh, <laughs> Davidoff Limited Edition 2022 Grand Toro. Now, I have to admit something on the front end. Is that Davidoff has largely priced itself out of my humidor. Like I, I haven't bought a Davidoff in my. I think I, I, I was. I think the last one I had was the Yamasa, probably. Right, which is what was about half the price of this cigar. Just you know, <laughs> and I can't. I mean, like, like I think the last cigar from them that I really loved and was able to buy was the 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 uh, Nika Diadema, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. And then after that, the price, I just can't. And I think they talked that about that a little bit. Yeah. 
with the idea of like you're getting these cigars that are like good, but for what you're paying, you kind of want a bit more. And uh, and yeah, so I mean, I definitely share that. Uh, I can't, I can't. I mean, like, I don't know about you, Coop, but I mean, what do you think about Davidoff and their sort of, for lack of a better term, more aggressive pricing in the last couple of years? Well. I'll kind of I'll get okay. I agree that like this was a $32 limited edition cigar, and we could talk about that in a second. The one thing I'll defend on Davidoff, okay, is that they're a company that can get away with selling $20 cigars, okay? Mm. They, they can, okay? There's a lot of companies trying to get into this $20 price range that have no business getting into the $20 price range, right? Mm. However, Davidoff has delivered a lot. They've been focusing a lot on limited editions, and I have been disappointed by a lot of these limited editions. Yeah. So, like, look, I think the core stuff, the black label stuff, the white label stuff, yeah, it's for the most part doing what it needs to do. But the limited editions have been just really underwhelming to me this year. Um, and when you, you know, like, for example, I did not like Year of the Tiger. Mm. I, I just didn't think it was a great cigar. Um, and it was a forty, almost a forty dollars cigar. I'm like, this is an average cigar. It's got a very nice look to it, but it's an average cigar at best for forty dollars. I'm like, what am I yeah. getting? Here? What are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, this one I think fell exactly into that category. It sounds like because what mm. they did with this, it was a combination of the three black labels, mm-hmm. tobaccos. It had the Yamasa, the Nicaragua, and the Scuro. Scuro, yeah. And they kind of put it together. They said, let's come up with a blend that uses all three. And Tuna nails it. He said uh, he thought it performed. Well. He, he actually was a little higher on it, but he said the blend did not do a great. Uh, he didn't think mm. the blend did a great job of capturing the three other blends. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, I don't. I mean, it. It sounds like the other guys had. I don't know. I think it was Surgeon, but the other guys had performance issues. Yeah, I think he had draw issues as well and it's just yeah i mean i don't i think i think uh yeah i i mean i don't know it seems like you get you get this sort of davidoff it seemed like they all had good ex good you know expectations for the cigar and it just didn't deliver no it, it, it like. definitely did i mean the scores range from 575 for aaron to 692 for Seth, but Seth was kind of like he was it, it was an interesting review because when i i had talked to seth about this cigar right and he was telling me, he was texting me a few weeks ago. He's like, I don't get this cigar, right? It's like, yeah, I'm disappointed with this cigar. And then I see 692, which is not a bad Seth score, but he writes in here. No. He, this is what he wrote, though. He said, can a cigar score well and be a disappointment on a personal level? And he says, yes, it can. Mm-hmm. And that's what he, he was explaining because he felt he was sold this experience of the three blends being put together, and it kind of didn't deliver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting concept, I guess. Like, I don't know. I mean, you know, the, the three blends act really well in themselves. And you wonder if you just take parts of them. Is it, are you just sort of like messing, like muddying yeah. up the? Yeah, I think exactly. Because I love the, the all three of those black label blends a lot. Um, I, this is in my review queue for the fourth quarter. So, mm-hmm. um, I you know I'm kind of I haven't smoked it yet. I have the cigar. Then I I put I I spent like I spent like a hundred and sixty dollars on these cigars. Yeah, you would. <laughs> so they better they better. I bought five of them. They better be good. <laughs> hey, the last you don't time. get free samples on this one, guys. Yeah, nah. 
I think the last time I bought a Davidoff and I'm like, I'm just going to do it was that was that was way overpriced because like the Nicaraguans, were, when they came out, it was still like affordable. Yeah, I you think could get, the, you could get a Nicaragua for $12. Yeah, which, that was yeah. fine. Yeah. And I, and I got those and I really like those. And then and they got more expensive. But and, and I think it was the I don't I can't remember the year, but it was the art edition. Yeah, the I got, oh my god, that, that was, was like amazing. uh, Lotus had it at, right at the top. I think Seth gave that his cigar of the year. I had it number three that year. Oh, that already. I did. mean, I, I think I dropped like forty bucks on it or something. I bought the I bought the box of that thing. It was that was not cheap. Those were, those were oh. going for about thirty to thirty five dollars a stick. So now some coin yeah. I dropped on that thing. Yeah. Now that now that lived up to the hype. That was a great cigar. Yep, Chef's Edition. Two. I mean, the Chef's Edition. The last Chef's Edition was a little less on, was a little more underwhelming. But the Chef's Editions in general have done very well with me. Um, you know, so like I said, then you know, I have had some disappointments though with them. There's no question. Some of the Winston oh, Churchill yeah. LEs have been disappointed. Um, so I mean, Davidoff was for a while. It was always on the coop list, and it's missed the last couple of years. The coop list. So. Hmm. So, well, we'll see how you go with the with the new one when you or with this one when you review it. And if yeah, you, uh, yeah, it's like I said, it's on my enough? queue. It's on my queue, but uh, you know, uh, it it uh, the tooth has to heal. <laughs> so yeah, that's right. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, all right, and so Dave, what are you smoking? Well, I don't want to add to your you know line of people saying. With the smoking when you can't, but um, I, and I can't remember if I if I had this on the show or not. So I brought it out. We've talked about this cigar before, uh, and really liking it. And I can't remember, but it's the My Father Le Beijou uh, Petit Robusto. Oh man, that's a great cigar. We've ta- I know we've talked off air about yeah. how much you like this size. But I can't remember. I couldn't remember if I actually had it on the show, so I thought I'd break it out today. Yeah, that is. Um, I think that of the labels you, I've heard a couple of people say they don't like that size. I'm like, that is the best size. Ooh, I don't know what they're. Yeah, what they're on about. No, but I mean, uh, yeah, I love it. I love this. I love the size. I've had it a couple of times. I love. I love the my father like branding. I love the bands. They're always right. like really high quality. They look great. Uh, I've had this in a number of different sizes. Uh-huh. Um, I think sometimes people don't like the petites be- or the shorts because like, oh, you know, 45 minutes and it's over. Right. This smokes really long. Yes. Yes. Um, I think it's a, well, like a four by a four and a half by like 52, I think. Right. Um, I, you could get you could get. I mean, I'm probably easily going to last the end of the show with this cigar. So. Yeah. It yeah. smokes about as long as 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 most robustos smoke. So, um, it's time in terms of smoking time. You're not getting, you're not losing out. And I just think the flavor performs the best in this in this size. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm on board 100 percent with everything you said on that. It, it performs on that size. You know, I don't keep a box of those in the house, but that's a cigar. I go into a cigar shop. I'm there for like an hour and a half, right? Not an hour. It's an hour and a half smoke. Man. It's because it, it, right. It lasts a long time. And I yep. picked that up, and I and that's what I because I can usually find that cigar in the cigar store, and it's and I'm not disapp- I'm never disappointed. And I'm gonna say this in the last year, you know, I've noticed a lot of improvements with my father's tobacco, and mm. 
the last time I had that was this summer, and it's smoking fantastic. So, um, the box press torpedo got number one cigar of the year. I'd put this ahead of the box press torpedo every time. I mean, yeah. I think my father lately, correct me if I'm wrong, Coop, but they've been, they've been taking a couple shots in the last couple of years because you know, some of the product coming out hasn't been as great as it has in the past. But uh, yeah, but I just wanted this is a great cigar. I just want to give them my father a shout out on the yeah. show. Shout uh, out. Shout out to them. I agree. They did a they, Yeah, I think they're doing a great job. So uh, between and obviously, I think it's just seeing that with the products they're making for other people, too. So, yeah, that's a that's a that's a good uh, that's a good smoke there. So, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy that one. Um, yeah. Yep. That's a I can't uh, complain about that one for sure. So, um, yeah, so I will, we'll, I we'll get some, we'll get some thoughts from you later in the show on that. Oh, yeah, yep, they're, yep. they're going to be good thoughts. But I yep. uh, I am. Um, well, I, I wanted to go into, like, how do we come to the songs you have to hear show. Yeah, but yep. Mm-hmm. Coop, Coop and I were talking about how cool was it and fun was it to do a show where neither of us knew what we were picking. And you just get, like, instant reaction on the show. Because we did the Out of Our Comfort Zone show. I think it was that one where where we didn't know what each other were picking. Or is the guilty was it the guilty pleasure show? It was the guilty pleasure show. We yeah. knew we knew the artists we were picking for the out of the comfort, but the guilty yeah. pleasures we didn't. We didn't. We didn't. So, and we were talking about how fun it was to like just totally go cold on a show, and not because usually we have show notes and we know each other's are picking. Yeah. And if there's songs that we haven't heard, we can listen to them ahead of time to talk about them, stuff like that. Um, but Coop came up with this idea that well, let's do this. Let's do this like songs, you know that you think the other person has to hear and it's a great great idea because it's it's hard coop like when i picked mine i was sort of like a combination of these songs are just weird and i want you to hear them just to hear them and other ones were like knowing your likes in music picking music that i think you'll like that you might not have heard if that makes sense yep so I was trying to think like, oh, what songs do I know that I think Coop would really like, but maybe he hasn't heard them. And that's sort of that's sort of where I was going with it. I mean, how did you find putting your list together? Yeah. Uh, so what I did is there were a couple of things I did. First, there was stuff that's just in my personal collection that I'm like, you know what? I want Dave to hear this because I like this song. Right. Um, then there were songs that I really enjoy that I think Dave hasn't heard. But I know it's in his wheelhouse. And I'll, I'll mention a couple of those along the way. You know, where I just think, you know, Dave, give, give, like, pick the second song I'm going to pick. Um, you know, g- give it a little, give it a listen. Some of these you might have heard, Dave, before. I didn't want to go with 10 cold songs you didn't hear. Um, because I didn't know how that was going to work. But I, I would say probably ha- it's a mix. It's probably it's half and half. That's why I suggested we go back. And we listen, and you may you may hear a song, you may have heard this song, but not really heard it, is what I'm saying. Well, you go back and listen to it, and then you can come back and say, you know what, I see what you were getting at with this song, you know, before. Um, so mm. I kind of went with that approach, you know, to kind of make it uh make it kind of fun. Um, and I tried to also stretch it out among decades as well. I mean, the fun the fun thing about it is to link it back to cigars. It's sort of like, and I know I've done this. Coop has pro- does this millions of times because Coop is a, right. is a gentleman and a scholar. 
So he's probably done this numerous times. And people have done it. Where you meet your friend at the cigar shop, right? And you're like, listen, come with me inside the humidor. I'm going to buy you five cigars. Tell me what you think. Right. And, and where where you're like, I know his wheelhouse. So you got to try this. Or you got to try this one. Um, I tried this one, and it's amazing. I just want you to try it to see what you think. You know what I mean? So it sort of it sort of has that vibe of like with your friend at the cigar shop, just like buying him stuff. Yeah. Or buying yeah, her stuff. Great, to, that's yeah. a great analogy you make in there. Yeah, I kind of agree with you on that. Um, so I, and I've had people do this to me like when in high school, like it took me a while to get into the band Rush. And there was okay. a guy who kind of came in. He said, I want you to just I want to put a mixtape together for you with some Rush songs. And it was kind of like this gate. A lot of these gateway type of Rush songs. And he did that. Yeah. I'm like, and it worked. So. It's kind of the same thing. You know, there's a couple of bands on here that we've talked about a lot. I have. Mm. And there's a couple we haven't talked much about. So, um, I, I guess I, I don't know. Like I said, I think it's a pretty, I'm really curious to see what happens when we go back. We're going to have, we're going to have a song list together with these as well. So, mm -hmm. um, when we're done, yeah, like I said, I think it will be in. So we encourage everyone to, to kind of let let us know what you think of these picks yeah. as well um and yeah. I, I could tell you some of this there's a couple of songs i have on here people probably have never given a listen to but you've heard of the band so no and, the and 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 email us with songs you think we need to hear at cigar jukebox yeah. gmail.com yep do the same thing so you gotta hear the song yep um now the first one coop so i i'll, I'll kick it off yep. i just gotta tell you the song mm -hmm. this is this falls into the like you, you just have to hear it because on the face of it, you're like, how does this song exist? And I kind of got inspired by um, by uh, uh, Mariah Carey's grunge album. And that's Dolly Parton <laughs> with the track Two Doors Down. Two Doors Down. Now, this is this came out this year, Coop. Yes, I was going to say that. And, it, and it's with the, the band Positive Vibrations and it's Dolly doing reggae. <laughs> it's Dolly doing reggae, right? I saw this and I was like, "What?" <laughs> so you got to hear it. I I you have got, not heard this. Hear I heard it a song, but I had not heard. Is is so? Is this a? It's is it a re-release or is this a new track that she did? It's. A, I think it's a new track. It's with. I mean, it might. I mean, two doors down, the song itself might be a re-release, but okay, it's with it's with positive vibrations. Okay, and I I don't know if it's a I don't know if it's a record. It's just a single so far, right? But yeah, Dolly Reggae, man. Is that the one where I, I think I've seen this picture? I'm looking. At, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, the picture of her in the jeans. Uh, on the, on yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. But I haven't heard the song. I gotta be honest with you. But I've seen this picture. Yeah. So have you heard this? And I mean, you obviously <laughs> have heard this, and and you like it. Yes. Oh, I mean. I mean, it's fun. It's like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it totally works. Reggae and, and right. Martin, I, I, I like, like. I I cannot wait to hear this. This is where like, we could play this stuff on the air, right? Because this yeah. is where we, the reaction would be priceless. But this is why I want to go back and kind of now check this stuff out. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, Positive Vibrations—they're kind of a well-known uh, reggae band. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've been putting out stuff forever. Yep. Um, Dolly Parton. I don't know how it came together. I don't know why it came together. But the fact that it exists means we have to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to that as well. Positive Vibration was the name of a. Wasn't that the name of a Bob Marley song? Oh, probably. I think it was. Have, I wonder if they to took their. I wonder if they took their their. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I'm one. I think it might be. 
So let's uh so I, I kicked off I got Dolly out of the way early. Right. What what do you what do you got for me, Coop? All right. So this is going in chronological order. So so it will make it so oh, okay. I'm going back to nineteen seventy eight. Oh here we and go. I, I and I said so you know, a few weeks ago, Dave, I said that we were talking about songs and I said I feel love was like mm. the perfect disco song. Mm, mm. So I feel love was a collaboration with Donna Summer and Giorgio Moroda. So mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. some people say that Donna Sum is the queen of disco, mm-hmm. Giorgio Moroda, a lot of people think is the king of disco, um, but he was not a vocalist. He's more on the instrumental end. Right. So in 1978, uh, he was asked to contribute a song in the style of I Feel Love to the soundtrack and score of a motion picture called Midnight Express. Oh, this, and it's a, it's it's an instrumental track. Uh, by Giorgio Moroda called Chase. Okay. So it is a long instrumental track. And and the best way I can describe this, Dave, it's disco meets a thriller movie. All right. Okay. I love uh, that. But not a horror thriller movie, kind of like a more of a psychological thriller. So if you have not seen Midnight Express, it's one of the greatest movies, I think, in the 70s. It's about a, yeah. a, a college student who, who gets arrested for smuggling drugs in Turkey and has to go to prison. Yeah. Um. Now, in the movie, the song they kind of—it's a different arrangement in the movie. But right. when Marota released okay. this as a single, it mm. really became a song. It became kind of like one of these songs that was always played in the dance clubs. Um, there's an extended—I think the song itself is like seven to eight minutes long, but there's even an extended one that goes longer. Um, and it—it's like I said, it's if you want to think psychological thriller on the dance floor. Chase is the song, Dave. If you have not heard it, I think no. you probably heard it. You might not know the probably. Title. So that's what I, I'm, I'm about. I'm really excited for the song. You pitch it as like disco meets like thriller movie. I am psychological thriller. That's always a psych- yeah. Well, like, I want to hear it. Yeah, yeah. No, but like that's great. I mean, mm-hmm. I used to have a record of um, by you. I mean, I still have it. It's uh, it's called Guns, Cars, and right. Sitars. Right. Right, and it's all like '70s Bollywood action music, and it's a <laughs> it's amazing. Wow! So I'm really I'm I'm really excited for this. Yeah, I'm really excited. Oh, yeah. Oh, great. Well, I'm I'm gonna stick with new music, Coop. Okay. I did a rev- I did a review of this song. This is a band. It's two sis. It's uh, two sisters from Canada, Tegan and Sarah. I don't know if you've heard of them or not. Yeah. Um, but it's Tegan and Sarah, and it's their new song, Yellow. And I know Coop loves Soccer Mommy. Soccer Mommy's Soccer coming Mommy fan. by the way, I found it this week, yeah. Coop loves Soccer Mommy. Um, I think if you like Soccer Mommy, Coop, you're going to love this song. It, it's very, it has that sort of really big indie pop vibe. They have amazing harmonies in it. It's very catchy. I think it has a lot of the elements you like about Soccer Mommy are in this song, so I think you really like this song. So, I think it's right in that soccer mommy sort of wheelhouse. Yeah, no, I haven't. I've heard of them. I did know they're Canadian. I just did a quick pull up here, and they're from Surgeon's Town of Calgary. Surgeon. Uh, but the most thing, the thing I'm really amazed about is yeah. how old they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in their forties. They look like they're and, in their twenties. I know. They put out music like I think yeah, their first record yeah. was like. So I have not heard something. So, so what was the track again? Yellow. It's off have, their new record. Okay, I've not heard rec- the track. I've not heard the track. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I haven't heard the track. But their have- record isn't out yet. It's a it's a single. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I just heard it the other day, and I'm like, Coop would love this song. Uh, it's got but- all that soccer mommy stuff in it. Like the vocals are clear and really clean. They got a great indie pop feel. They got a good mix of like synthesizer and guitar. I think you really like it. Yeah, no, I will. I will definitely uh, check it out. Um, um, you know, and I, I look at both of them, and I I know they're they're big into the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely uh, uh, they're twin sisters too. I'm looking at yeah, yeah. But I have seen them before. Yeah, I can't believe they're in their forties. I'm looking at they look like they're in their twenties. I know. Yeah, they sort of don't yeah. age. Yep. Ah, <laughs> oh. all right. So I got so my first track I got to listen to is upbeat late 70s disco chase music i can't wait <laughs> what what do we got all right we're going to 1979 but i completely changed it here right okay so this is a band we have not talked about right right but i kind of started thinking all right this was one of these songs that i said okay what's something i could pick that dave really would be in his wheelhouse right so mm. i went to what's you know i kind of went to a genre called roots rock Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is folk, blues, and country music, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a band in the late 70s that I think really put Roots Rock into the forefront, particularly in the British scene, but later in America, and that was Dire Straits. Oh, yes. Um, And the song I picked, the song I picked was really uh, exemplified that that music, and I picked Lady Rider from their second album, Communikeek. Um. You got to hear, Dave, this song is, as I said, it's got that kind of, you'll hear that folksy blues and country vibe. Mm. You know, Dying Straits has incorporated a lot of that sound into their, yeah. into their portfolio. Yeah. Um, really, when you, when they got popular with Money for Nothing, that was more yeah. out of their wheelhouse by that point. But their their early albums were all like that. Um, mm. But Dave, I think this song, Lady Rider, is, first of all, I picked it because it's about, uh, it was inspired by Mark Knopfler watching TV one day, and there was a female author on TV. So I said, all right, it's got the female vibe going for Dave here. So yeah, I said, it's me. got the roots rock here, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And we haven't talked much about Dire Straits. And I, I think, you know, Dave, it's something I'm kind of curious to see if you've heard this song or if not, you're going to give it a, a whirl and see what it's like. It is one of the more popular Dire Straits songs. No, I, I like Dire Straits. I'm a very sort of like marginal fan in that, like, I, I really like um their later stuff, like like Romeo and, and, and Juliet, and I like stuff like that. Fantastic, I like, yeah. I, I like their stuff, but I but I don't know a lot of their music. Like I don't have, I, I've never done a deep dive, so I'm very excited for this because it's a band I already like, but it's a song I haven't heard. So yeah, I, I, I think you, excited. I think you will like it. And like I said, I think they have a. Uh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious to see what you think of this song, Lady Writer. Um in general, because I, like I said, I think that this vibe of music is kind of up your alley. Mm. Yeah. No. Oh, well, the band, the band is, but I just have never done a deep, right. a deep dive. I mean, it's sort of like, it's sort of like when you had me do cool in the gang. Yeah. It was like, I was familiar with cool in the gang, but I never really did a dive and it was crazy. It's yeah. the same with dire straits. Like I know of them uh-huh. and I like them when I hear like a couple songs I like, but right. I have never, Really delved into it, right. so I'm really excited about that. Yep. Oh, Coop. Yep. You're just hitting winners, hitting winners, Coop. Yep. We'll see. Um, oh. So I have a band. The only way I know about this band is that I'm in uh, Vinyl Me Please Record a Month. I've been in it for like seven years or something. Um, 
and they said they send you anything. They just send it to you, and you can swap it out or take it. And they sent me this record, and it's a funk record, and it has a touch of disco about it as well. It's sort of if you like the Bar K's or Cool and the Gang, I think you're really gonna like this. And they're called the Nat Turner Rebellion. So the Nat Turner Rebellion, and it's called Peace, Love, or Love, Peace, and Understanding. Right. Like obviously, if you have a band called the Nat Turner Rebellion, you you have there's a lot in there about black power stuff like that. I mean, Mm -hmm. obviously, because it's called the Nat Turner Rebellion. Um. But it's just got this like disco-y funk vibe coupe uh-huh. that I it's not it's not as well defined or as well it's it's not as tight as say the barcades are cool in the gang, which are just like like they got it nailed down, right? Like it's still a bit rough, but it's got that it's got that like that that disco funk vibe that I think I right. really like. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. I like that. So yeah, Nat Turner Rebellion. I don't think they came out with many albums. I think they might only come out with one. So that that might be why you haven't heard of them. I mean, I only heard of them because they sent me the record. Right, right. Um, but it's really, it's. I think you'll really like it if you because I know you're into that. Cool in the gang, especially when they yeah. when they sort of cross over into funk and disco and kind of blur the lines there. Yeah. I no, I kind like of, it. I kind of am very intrigued by that for sure. Um, that's kind of what I, I kind of get into something like that. So, uh, for me, it's definitely something I want, I want to check out as far as that goes. Yeah. I think you'll like it. I mean, it has that like sort of open ses like that kind of like open Sesame era, cool in the gang vibe. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, or Hollywood swinging sort of, I mean, it's, um, it's sort of that era vibe, I guess. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's quite good. I think you'll like it. I am looking forward to that. That is a that's a good pick, Dave. Ooh, what's your what's your next one? I am I'm All excited. Right. right now, you're this, two for two, Coop. Yeah, so this one you've heard of. You probably have heard this song, but I wanted to include it. Uh because I want to get a female artist in there for you. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I this one I'm just gonna say you've heard it, and I want maybe to go back and hear it again. But I know yeah, I think yeah, you yeah. do like this song. Uh it's Stevie Nicks uh oh, from nineteen eighty two Stand Back. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, my my rationale here is I wanted a hard rocking song in there, and I said, yeah. all right, let me give Dave one of his. Uh, let me throw a female artist in there who could do a hard rocking, high energy type of song. Yeah. Um, and and th- that one was, uh, in my opinion, the one that um that kind of struck me. I was like, you know what? Uh, I know Dave's heard this. Um, I would encourage you to listen to the live version of this song. Okay. Um, which is uh, done by Fleetwood Mac with the Live in Boston album. Um, yeah. But um, the uh, but yeah, it was uh, <laughs> was I just lost my train of thought. Yeah, the live version is got a really good intro drum solo to it. Um, right. The, okay. A dueling, a dueling drum solo. Mick Fleetwood. And there's another drummer. Oh jeez. Um, but, the, and, and, but but again, it's a very high energy type of version of it. But certainly the the studio track of Stand Back. Is one I would just encourage again. I, I kind of think I go back to the 80s and that's just like a completely underrated song, in my opinion. No, I love it. I mean, I like Stevie Nicks a lot, I but the only album, to be honest, I mean, other, other than Fleetwood Mac, the only album I really delved into and own and really listened to a lot is Belladonna. 
So, Belladonna, I would agree, is the best of the best of the albums. But you picked a track off another album I haven't really heard. Yeah. So I'm very excited. Yeah. Because I, I, def- I, I think I've heard this song, but I've never really listened to it, if you know what I mean. Well, that's kind of where I'm going with that, is I kind of figured that was the case with that. Um, Belladonna was her debut album. Um, mm-hmm. So I think Stand Back was off the second album, the second. Wild Heart. I think Wild Heart, yeah. Wild Heart. I haven't uh, heard. I mean, I've heard yeah, the it was song. Wild Heart. I, yeah. I got to I got to listen to it because I like I said, I sort of listened to Belladonna over and over and over. I haven't really listened to anything else. So, yeah, I'm excited. Oh, good one. Wait, let's see what happens. Great. Pick. I well, I have a we talked about this, I think, last show. Uh, Cooper, we yeah. talked about Bjork last show. And we were talking about how she was in a band, the Sugar Cubes, like before she was in solo stuff. So what I picked is probably the Sugar Cubes biggest song, which is Birthday. Um, Dojo's a huge fan of this song, right. and this record. Uh, it's like a classic 90s, like. Indie pop kind of weird. Yeah, I just I, I put in my notes that why, why I want you to listen to it is because you have to listen to weird stuff sometimes. Right. right. I, I, and I, I think that's kind of what we want to do. A little, a little bit of that. Yes. So we talked about Bjork. We talked about her solo stuff when we talked about um, uh, the uh, the debut, her her uh, debut record. We were talking about first tracks. Um, so, yeah, so I thought I would include this in here. I just think I, I mean, I think it's the most accessible. It's not like ultra weird. But there's still some weirdness in there. And it's kind of Bjork before she goes like super club when, when it's a bit more rocky and everything. Yes. Um. So, yeah. So I just think uh, you got to listen to it. Have a listen. See what you yeah, think. I, I think I've I think I've heard this song. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you heard, heard it, it, but not heard it. If, if that makes sense. Like, I haven't listened to it. I'm sure when you listen to it, you're like, I've heard this on commercials and stuff before. Right. right. Like, I'm sure it'll be familiar. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of like, I'm definitely curious on that one as well. Um, you know, I kind of uh, I could see I could see, you know, when you describe it, why I'm intrigued by it. And I think that's that there's always kind of something you could do with that. It's very like late 80s pop, man. That's sort of alternative pop sort of sound. It's very, very much so. So if you like that, I mean, it's sort of in the same vibe as say like Echo and the Bunnymen or something like that sort of vibe or like. Um, uh, or like uh, uh, the wet sprocket, like it has that kind of, you know, and I like both those vibe. and I like both those bands too. So I think I think you'll like it. Yep, it's just weird. It's just Bjork's weird. So like, yeah, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely on the strange side for sure. Uh, yep. Now go ahead, Coop. All right, so I kind of similar vibe, but this is probably more. A song you have heard, but I want you to kind of go back and listen to it again. Mm-hmm. 19, I'm, I'm in 1984. Okay, and, yeah. Uh, this is a duet. Um, the Ooh. duet was done by Phil Collins and oh. Philip Bailey of Earth, Wind, and Fire, and the yeah. song called "Easy Lover." Oh yeah. So listen, this song was when it came out. This is what I want to say to it. It was overplayed to death. Okay. Yeah, but it's yeah, an yeah, yeah. absolute brilliant song where you bring in the contrasting styles 
like, and you have two completely opposite types of dudes in Phil Collins and Philip Bailey. Um, mm. they're they're musically maybe there's some common ground musically because they both have kind of a little bit of of a R and B vibe, but but their styles are very different, right? And the vocals are fantastic, Dave. When you got Phil Collins with a little bit of the raspy vocals combined with Philip Bailey, who is a really an alto, he's got a very high octave, um, which is what he's known for. Um, and, and the Phil Collins drums, when you're listening to this, it mm. is a you know, it's a, like if you were to take the vocals out of this, you know, it's a Phil Collins song you know yeah. it, it and, yeah. and the thing is about this is it uh, phil collins actually was brought in um to um to produce an album called chinese wall for philip bailey and and then this became an out an outfit um an output of the project basically um mm. there was a lot of talk i remember like i said there was a lot of talk um he was going to do more work with, they were going to do more work, but it never happened. Um, you know, right. like, so, but, but, but you've heard this song. I want you to, to go back and hear it again is what I want to, I'm going to ask. Oh, and, definitely. Yeah. Like I said, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of, like I said, it's kind of interesting. The song kind of is a little bit of a hodgepodge. You'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think it's got like, uh, it, it, it kind of, it almost looked like the song was like put the, they, they came up with the beat and then they, it, this is how Genesis would do their songs is they just kind of do their lyrics at the end. And I think that's what they did here. But, right. but, uh, but, but I like it. Um, I, I'm a big fan of this song. Uh, it was a monster hit. Like I said, the big thing was, it was overplayed. Uh, mm. but the, the, the drums and the electric guitar are fantastic on this song. I, uh, no, I, I, I don't think I've heard the song since. Oof. I mean, since since it came out, to be honest, I like, but I remember, but it's like in my, it's like, it was so overplayed. Brain. It was so overplayed. You didn't want you turn the radio off when it came up. No, I'm excited about. It. I I just went through the other day a rabbit hole of listening to like Against All Odds for like an hour. We were talking about that on the last show. Yeah, I love that song. Against All Odds is amazing. I listened to it for like an hour straight on repeat. It was great. It it, it, it is. Um. This is the quirkier side of Phil. Like Phil Collins always he can yeah. do the ballads and then he does the the quirky songs and then sometimes he'll do the historical songs. But um, but like but, but the, this is a quirky song. The music video is kind of cool. It's it's a music video about them deciding what they're gonna do for a music video. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, it's 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 kind of like a it's a, oh. it's a video to it. But I'll check it out. Yeah. yeah. But I, it's a fun song and I I. I don't think this, you know, I don't think this song gets the due respect mm. uh, because I, I, I think it was just the radio bastardized this song. It's, yeah. that, you just didn't want to hear it. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. yeah, it happens. But now I go back. I'm like, this is a great song. Like, Dave's got to hear this. So I'm just kind of curious to see what he thinks no, about that. Definitely. Yep. Um, I'm doing a little cigar break. Look at that. Look at that construction coupe. That's wow. what I'm talking about. My father, man. That's what I'm talking about with this cigar. Like, you can, you can. People think it's a quick smoke. It's not like, look at that. Look at that construction there. Yeah, that's amazing. Anyway, I had to shout that out. No, I mean, like I said, that, that cigar that delivers great flavor throughout, too. Oh, um, now this coupe, you may have heard this band. This was sort of like because I because because I wanted a Motown band in there. Right. Because and I'm like, well, I can't pick the Supremes or something because Coop's going to know all those. And I can't pick 
I can't pick a well-known Motown band because Coop's gonna already know. Right. So I I so this was um this is the band is the uh the Velvetts. I haven't heard of them. And it's the the song is called "He Was Really Saying Something." What did it? What, what era? Like how old is that? Oh, this was this was like they're older. This I'm was like at, yeah. late Supremes era, probably. Interesting. Yeah, I just googled them. Probably Martha Reeve and the Vandellas era. Yeah, they kind of have that. You know, they have the beehive hairdos. Yeah, I think it's a. I think it's three piece too, isn't it? Or three yeah, or four? Yeah, uh, girl group in in the sixties. I'm, yeah. I'm 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 interested. I'm interested. I mean, they were definitely a product of the Motown machine. So, I think the, they're definitely a product of we just have really tight studio fill, and we could just put anybody in front of the mic, right? And they're gonna make a hit. Like it was just there because this is when Motown was just a hit machine, and. uh and that they was a came... lot of Barry Gordy's type yeah. of philosophy too. Yeah, that was exactly like, we could put anyone there. We always yeah, have... yeah. And and it came out of that, and it's just got that classic sort of really catchy female led like gospely soulful folk uh, Motown sound, and it's very catchy. Um, and it's just a it's a great track. It's uh, yeah, I think I had it. I think originally I had it on like a Motown Greatest Hits Coop is where I heard it. I'm like, oh, Coop has to hear this song. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. One of the Velvetts is named Sandra Tilly. And mm. she later joined Martha and the Vandellas. She was. Yeah. A local, yeah. So it's interesting. There is a connect. She died very young. This, this Sandra mm. woman. But yeah. Wow. So he was really saying something. Yeah, it's got it's just got that classic. Yeah, like, it's like I'm, it's, I'm, it's, I'm, it's classic Motown formula. This track, right? Like classic. Yeah. No, oh, I'm looking forward to this one. So there you go, Coop. So what what do you got? What do you got next? So I wanted to get a Prince song on here. Oh, um. But I wanted to see maybe if I could tap into a Prince song you haven't heard. Probably. Right? There's so much stuff. About so, it. I went, I'm still in 1984. And Dove's Cry comes out. When Dove's Cry comes out as a mm. single. But there's a B-side on that single. Ooh. Which really became a big hit. Like more underground in the Prince, in the Prince community. Mm-hmm. This B-side was a monster. Okay. The song is called 17 Days. Okay. All right. So it it was very it was a very popular B-side which eventually showed up on a greatest hits album in 1993 where Prince right. included some B-sides, the hits. So to mm. Dave this is foundation Minneapolis sound, but there's hints of gospel and jazz in here, right? Okay. Um and the story with this is is really interesting. I guess Prince, uh, they were in the warehouse, Prince and the Revolution. They were messing around with a, a reggae groove on an organ. Now, oh, this doesn't have a reggae. This really doesn't have a reggae sound. Okay. <laughs> okay. But that's how this okay. kind of started. And they kind of started playing it. Uh, and it's it's a quintessential Prince lyric. Um, you know, Prince has a lot of these songs about lonely people whose lovers have jilted him. Um, 
for someone else. I mean, and you you've seen this time and time again on Prince albums where he it's kind mm. of a, a reflection of his kind of the myth of Prince. But this song, it's got this it's it's got these funky grooves, Dave, um, that I think you would it's 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 Minneapolis. It's that Minneapolis funk, though, is the best way to describe it. It's not right. Like that. It's not Barquet's funk. It's like what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem is, I think that this track never would have worked in Purple Rain. It was okay. too funky for that movie, right? Mm. It, it probably could have worked somewhere else. Like, but uh, it, it probably could have worked on. Uh, like I could see it working on the Parade album a couple years later. It, it just mm. this thought this this was like a fish out of water. This track. But but Dave, I'm telling you, you can come back and and you're gonna say, don't it's it's a really kind of hook. There's a really good hook with this. It's got this great kind of Minneapolis funky sound. Uh, uh, like I said, if you really listen to it, you can pick up a little bit of hints of gospel and jazz in it. All right, no, I'm excited. Yeah. I, I've yeah. not heard the song. Yeah, it was. Yeah, like I said it's on the. It was the B side of When Dubs Cry. It's 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 on Spotify and everything. So I did check it out. Uh, but like I said I remember when this song came out, like. We were like, this is freaking amazing, this song. Because uh, a lot of the New York R&B stations would play this song growing up. So this song got a lot mm. of radio airplay as the B-side. Because that's when they played B-sides on the radio back then. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm excited. Yeah. I haven't heard it. Yeah, that's I was like, I'm how not... did this get relegated to a B-side was my, my question. I said, this is too freaking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Mm. Yep. Yeah, it's interesting how that how that happens. Yeah. I mean, you'll see that now, like with uh, with certain tracks where the artist might release a single and the single might do really well. And then they tack it onto a record. You're like, how does this fit the record? <laughs> it's just right. sort of like tack it on so that the people buy the record because the single went well. So oh, that's interesting. I'll yeah. check that out. Ooh, ooh. I, I got new music for you again, Coop. All right. I'm very, I'm very new music heavy. That's you. okay. Let's see. There's no boundary with the exercise. <laughs> now, this is a this is a little known artist called Beyonce, who uh, I'm sure you've heard of. <laughs> um, <laughs> Why does this one surprise me? <laughs> <laughs> so, the the track is Vigo's Groove. Now, you might have even heard this track. I don't know. I haven't. So, I'm gonna be honest. I have not. Yeah. So this is off her new record. Uh, Renaissance, and this is in honor of her uh, uncle who was gay, and it's a very sort of ode to the gay 90s clubs, you know, that I'm sure all of us, you know, I know in Minneapolis you're talking about they uh, they, they have they had a club there right. um, the, the gay 90s, which is like, it was a, like a four-story club, and it was like took up a whole city block. I mean, it was huge. Um, so it's sort of a, a, an ode to that with a lot of that house music, but it's sort of like house and disco and sort of like that. Cause there's kind of like this, this sort of with Lizzo and Beyonce, there's this like re uh, invigoration of like disco themes and house. Themes interesting. And music. Really interesting. And I think you'd like it. It has that sort of like, cause, cause house and disco are kind of making a comeback. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, yeah. So I just thought you'd, You'd want to uh, check that out. I'm Eagles very interested. Groove. I am definitely very interested with that one. That's a good job. Mm. But yeah, it's uh, and that's the I mean, I, I heard a stat the other day about the record Renaissance mm -hmm. that every track on the record is in the Billboard 100. That's amazing. 
every track. Now, you know, that's just because of the way, I mean, the charts have changed. I get that, but that's still, I mean, that's a monster hit album. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's showing how, how music has changed, where, you know, it used to be you had to have a specific single, but now with streaming being put into mm-hmm. there, um, you know, definitely, uh, you know, yeah, you know, and but, this is an album I wanted to give a listen to anyway, so I'm pretty I'm pretty excited, you know, because again it's one of these pandemic uh, albums, but I like I like the whole, uh, you know, I've heard I, I think, heard the whole thing about disco and house styles being generated into it, so it, it this is kind of going to force me to go do that. I think this one is probably the closest. I mean, a lot of other ones are sort of more straight house, right. uh huh, which which you know your mileage may vary on that, but um. I think I think this one is sort of more in your in your wheelhouse. So I think you like it. It's Vigo's groove. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm definitely I I actually uh I am very interested in that one as well. Just like I said, you know, when you get when you talk about that type of vibe in a song, I'm like on board right away. And it's a new. It's a. It's sort of like it's making a comeback. There's a lot of disco and stuff, especially in R&B now and hip hop. Um, it's sort of making a making a comeback, disco and house. So, oh, I agree. I totally agree with you on that, for sure. We're seeing it. Like I said, we're seeing it slowly start to reemerge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Uh, so, what do you what you got? All right. So, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna throw a Tears for Fear song on here. Oh, nice. And I'm, and I'm going to 1985, and. I'm throwing a song on here that I don't think they've really replicated this type of a style on a song since 1985. Mm-hmm. Um, the song's called The Working Hour. Um, I've heard of that song. All right. It is the second track of Songs from the Big Chair. And um, it's it was not really a single, but it is a very popular song in the Tears for Fears community. I'd probably put it in the top 10. Like, uh, but you know, it's it's it's, it's and with the, where this is like, Dave, I think you're more listened to more of the Beatlesque type of Tears for Fears, yes, the acoustic mode of Tears for Fears. Yes. This is more a little more of a synth pop, but it's not quite like okay. Mad World, right? So right, you're right, gonna right, get right. you're gonna get in this song more keyboards, more sax. They have saxophone and they have okay. drums, and that's and actually this song was built off a drummer uh, from the drummer, um, and it really showcased like. There were other members of Tears for Fears in the in 1985. Um, there was a keyboard player named Ian Stanley. He did a lot of songwriting, and there was a drummer named Manny Elias. Um, so this mm. is going to showcase a little more of their talents. But this song is it's it's a it's a great song. Uh, it's the sax the sax work in this song is a it's just well well. Um, what's what I'm going to put for it's well engineered song. Uh, okay, well arranged, well engineered. Um and uh, the Roland Orzabal's vocals are spot on. He does the lead vocals on this thing. Uh, working hour it has a little bit of the vibe of labor. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to say it's a. It's not really a story. Again, I think the lyrics might have been added on a little later, but you know, picture yourself like working in a British factory. Um. This song, I could you walking out of the factory at night, and I can see this song playing is the best way to put it. Uh, just a yeah. great, great. And, and here's what I put in the notes here about myself. This is probably the most unlikely Dave Tears for Fears song that he would <laughs> listen to, but I want him to listen to it. Right? That's why I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've heard the title before. Yeah, but 
but I don't. I but like I can't place the song, so I'm very excited. There's just some great, great like percussion and keyboard. It, it's it's. I, I think you'll say, yeah, I probably heard it, but I haven't given the whole thing a listen. No, yeah. 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 Ooh. Yeah. Oh, so far, Coop, all of these songs I have to listen to. I have yeah. not. I don't know if you're going to like them all, and, and, but I'm kind of hey. curious to see. Yeah, I'm kind of curious to see. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, now the, the song I have now, you may have heard. It, it, it was popular probably about, oh, I'd say. Five six years ago, uh-huh. uh huh. It's a band, the Alabama Shakes, and the 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 track is called "Hold On." It's probably their biggest song, so I'm sure you've heard it, like I've heard on the radio, it. whatever. But the reason I think you like it, it has that really classic soul, like blues vibe to it. It's got a great groove to it, and it was sort of at a time around sort of like Amy Winehouse and other stuff and it was when that kind of really old school like 30 30s 40s you know Delta Blues vibe was getting was sort of getting a resurgence um so I think you really like it it's probably like I said it's probably their biggest track uh and it just has that like classic soul blues vibe uh classic sort of gospel vibe too that I think you'll really like They've, um, they've yeah. gotten, yeah, they've, they've had some Grammy wins. I'm, th- I'm looking at this. Yes, they have. I know. I yeah. Around them, that time. I believe. Them. Yeah. I've heard they had like, I haven't listened to them. They had like two big albums. I think she went solo for a bit. The lead singer. Um, but this song is probably their biggest song. Probably. They, I mean, they've won some, some, they actually, they actually have an album of the year nomination. Hmm. Yeah, they have a. I mean, they the Sound and Color was nominated for Album of the Year the same year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lost to Taylor Swift. I, I said I've heard of these guys. I'm like, yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, I think you'll like it. Yeah. Um. So so check that check that one out. I mean, I'm sure. Like I said, I'm sure you heard it at the time because it's played like everywhere. Uh. But, um. But yeah. So it'll probably be like you'll probably be like, oh, I remember this song. But yeah, I think yeah. you really like it. Wow, that's a good one. I'm definitely I'm definitely interested in that. Yeah. I mean that I'm just looking at that Grammy of the Year, the album of the year. They were up, they had sound and color. This is who they were up against. They had some tough competition. Mm. Taylor Swift, 1989. Oh, that's a tough one, yeah. Uh Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. Oh, yeah. Chris Stapleton's Traveler and The Weekend's Beauty Behind the Madness. That that is some that oh is the, God. I mean, the be up stacked. the albums, you got me really interested now. That's stacked, yeah. 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 Wow, good one, Dave. Yeah, well, let's. Well, hey, we'll see. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, Where, what what year are we in? Where are we? Nineteen ninety. Okay, I'm, here we and, go. And you're getting an NXS song. <laughs> nice. Okay. Okay. And I don't think you've heard this 90. song. Okay. Uh, yeah, you may have heard of the song, but I don't think you've heard this song. Uh, it's from the X album. It's called The Stairs. And this yeah, is I haven't a heard part- much of, the, uh, of yeah. that album, to be honest. Um, underrated album it was a follow up to um the um. Was it Suicide Blonde? Was that on? Yeah, Suicide that on Blonde that? was on that album. Yeah, yeah. It, it was the follow. It was a follow up to um. One kick. Kick. Yeah, I'm I'm getting old here. Uh, <laughs> but no. Uh, so the stairs is it's again it's, it's I'd say it's a a cult favorite song in the inaccessible okay. community. Right. Um, okay. But it is a very. This is what's. This song's gonna be a little eerie to you, Dave. Really? Because 
I'm going to read some of the lyrics to you and see. If okay, okay, fit. okay. Now, Michael Hutchins wrote this, and he writes, The nature of your tragedy is chained around your neck. See, that's Do not you good. lead or are you led? Are you sure that you don't care? There are reasons here to give your life and follow in your way. That's, the passion that's lives to keep your face, though all are different, all agree. Creepy. Man. It, it, it's, it's prophetic. It, it's prophetic. He wrote this seven or eight years before he died. But the song, wow. it's an emotional song. It will grip you. Uh, okay. It will grip you on this song. And, you know, it's it kind of, you know, I don't know how to say it. It's it's a little bit of a melancholy feel you'll have to it. Mm. But the music is amazing is all I can tell you. And I think the music, um, it's, it, but, but when you see stuff like, Chained around your neck, right? Oh, well, you yeah. You used to give your life. I mean, it's just, wow. I mean, it just, it gripped. I mean, as an NXS fan, when Michael died, this song immediately, like, holy cow. You know, because I remember him singing about this stuff. And, you know, but the song's fantastic, Dave. It's, 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 it's great music. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think, you, I think you'll appreciate the music it brings, but. I'm not gonna say you're gonna come out as feeling good either. So no, yeah, but I think musically you need to hear that song. Oh yeah, I got. I, I mean, works amazing in this song too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I think because I think like for me, the the in excess I know the best sort of goes up into kick and then it sort of tra- trails off. So I'm I I don't know much of this era of in excess, so I'm excited to have a have a look. Yeah. X was a, was trying to follow yeah. up kick. It stayed a little more in the vibe. It was after that where they really changed their style a lot. Uh, and a lot of people say they like when they tried to ch- they people said they should have went grunge and they really didn't go grunge. Mm. And they they kind of got hurt because of some of the, the you know that they didn't go that route. Well, that, grunge yeah. was on the rise. So, um, but a lot of people felt that they could have went grunge. Like if any band could go grunge, yeah. Yeah. NXS probably could have adapted that, but they didn't go that. Probably way. could have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm excited to have a have a listen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm really cute. this is one of my personal favorite songs of theirs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Ooh, love yep. it. Yep. Oh, God. Um, now this band that I have, I I I'm probably sure you've never heard of them. Um, it's called the Staves, and it's uh it's it's a it's a Three piece uh, woman band, and it's the the track is no me, no you, no more, and it's got the best harmonies I've ever heard, Coop. Like it's it's almost acapella. Like I think there's like a little bit of acoustic guitar. Uh huh. They so so one of the women will will sing the and and then the other two will come in, and it is the, the harmony is just insane. Um, so if you like harmonies, you'll, I mean, the rest of their, of their stuff, I really don't know all that well. Um, but this song is the harmonies on it are so good. And the only reason I know it is like, I was doing, I think for jukebox, I was looking into like South by Southwest. Um, cause I was doing a show on like, Oh, who's playing at South by Southwest and they were playing and I listened to the song and it was crazy. Um, so yeah, the staves. Oh, oh it's so good. Is this wrong for me to say that they're cute? Probably. They're <laughs> cute. I'm just being honest. Um, 
you know, they, 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 I like that look, I guess, but they have uh, their sisters, their sisters. Yeah. They're very attractive. I mean, they're not like, they're not like dressed like trashy or anything. They're, they're, you know, they, they, they look like they have that attractive look like where it's not tons of makeup or anything like that. And they're not glammed up, but, but they're not bad. I mean, I guess, they're very sort of like in the vein of yeah. uh, like they're very Lilith fairy. In yeah, sense I, that, I like, just see that. Yeah, they're kind of like more acoustic, more harmonies. Like they're very into harmonies, right? Right. Um. So yeah, I and I think I mean I think they're still around. I mean this album might have come out, what, seven years ago or something probably. But yeah, uh, it's uh, I think you'll like it. The Staves Coop. The Staves. I'm gonna check it out. Well, yeah, uh, they've had some good success in the UK, it looks like, too. Yeah, I mean, like I said, they played South by they've played some other stuff. I don't know if they really broke through. Right. But this song is the harmonies are just. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm interested. Um, What do you got for me, Coop? I'm excited. I ex- right. we're, we're, we're head. We're getting we're getting past the 90s now. Where are we? Uh, we're at ninety three. Oh, um, and you're getting a Duran Duran song from oh, the wedding yeah. album, and you are getting the best Duran Duran sound you, song you have never heard. Really? Uh, now, when the wedding album came out, that's where "Come Undone" is, "An Ordinary World." Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I love that song. Yeah, right. uh-huh. so a little bit of a more mature Duran Duran. You saw a little darker. Um, but they wrote this song called Sin of the City, which is the final track of the album. Mm. And I'm saying it's the best Duran Duran song you never heard. It's a little more darker. It's a little more uh, mature lyrics. And okay. there was it's, it's based on. Have you ever heard of the Happy Land Fire? No, a huge story in New York. OK, the Happy Land Fire was an arson fire that killed 87 people in this like nightclub that didn't have a license. It turned out. Oh, right? I, think I have heard of that. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of these uh, victims were people who were Honduran that was celebrating Carnival. Right. Um, right. But apparently there was an unemployed Cuban refugee named Julio Gonzalez, whose girlfriend mm. was employed at the club and he was arrested and convicted of the murder of this song mm. or the murder, the murders uh, and starting this fire. Um, so this song is about the happy land fire. Uh, and wow! Okay. It, it, it tell it's more of a story. It's it's not something that you would see. It is completely different. It's darker than the chauffeur in a lot of ways. Like mm. show, like during the show, they could be dark on the chauffeur. This is like no, because this is real. And like I said, growing up in New York, when the Happy Land Fire happened, I mean, I was I remember when that happened. I was still living. Um, I was it was a few months before my wedding, so it, it was a, mm. this was a huge story in New York. Uh, about these unlicensed clubs right now. Uh, but Duran Duran, they, they write about it. Uh, the music, I mean, John Taylor just kills it on the bass in this in this track. He actually wrote a lot of this song, from what I understand, too. And, and okay. Simon's, Simon's vocals, uh, he kind of uses some different octaves than you normally would hear. But right. again, it's a, it's a dark, it's a, this is a, this, well, I wouldn't categorize working hour as a deep cut this is a deep cut because this song it just it was it's a longer song i don't think it got the airplay because it was a longer song but i think the story is amazing how it's told in this and if you listen to this and kind of relate it back to maybe do if you kind of research a little the happy land fire you're going to see it's a great song 
Right. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm excited. Yep. Because like, like, yeah, with Duran Duran, I only know the big ones, Coop, to be honest. Right. So I'm, this, I'm excited to have a listen. Look, with my anyone in this audience tonight, I want you to kind of, I really, when you get the playlist, I want you to hear this song. And you may have an opinion of Duran Duran. And then when you listen to this song, you're like, you know what? Your opinion is going to be, I think, very different after this song. Yes. Um, it's just my opinion. I, I just think you're going to come out of this. And you're going to think of this band in a different light. That's mm. all I can say about it. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And well, we've I'm, talked I'm about excited. how Duran Duran reinvents themselves on yeah. every album. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, so definitely I think like, this song well. is very much out of their wheelhouse is what I'm going to say. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. Yep. I was excited to hear Duran Duran. That, I think you want to hear this one. Yeah. It's called Sin um, of the City. Oh, see. Oh, Coop. We didn't even plan this. But you just wait. Because okay. my next song. See, my goal in life. Uh-huh. Uh, I have lots of goals in life. But none are more important than trying to convert Coop to country music. That is okay. my goal in life. And so I have kind of like your alt, your early alt country. Early alt country. Is, the Flying Burrito Brothers, <laughs> which, which was uh, Graham Parsons. Yes. So it was a Graham Parsons I, I've project. Heard of, I have heard of the Flying Burrito Brothers, yes. And you, Coop wants me to listen to Sin of the City. The track I have from the Flying Burrito Brothers is called Sin City. Right. And that's off the Palace of Sin album, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. So, like this is we like I said this is completely <laughs> yeah. Not, like no one had any no. idea what we were pr- printing here. Oh, so I got Sin City by Five Rio Brothers. Now I was originally going to pick the cover by Beck and Emmy Lou Harris, uh-huh. but I could not find it on Spotify. And we like right. to have all the songs on Spotify. Uh huh. So I didn't. I want to mention that you can see it on YouTube and stuff. It's a great cover, but it's just an amazing country track. Yeah, it's just such a good track. And and um, Graham Parsons, he's sort of hit and miss for people. He was sort of like he's sort of like Beck before Beck, you know, like he was kind of the very sort of eccentric artist. He had all these different projects. He was very inspirational to people, but th- like birds, he was, was with the birds for a while. Yeah. Yep. Was kind of short lived. He had his own. He had his own um, solo records as well. They did Flying Burrito Brothers. Um, so Graham Parsons, people have heard of and maybe not have heard a lot of his music. Uh, but yeah, so it's called Sin City. Oh, it's just such a great track. And the reason I call it early alt country is that it's definitely country, but it has that. So it's it's what alt country will pattern itself off of. It's sort of that crossover between country and sort of more of like your indie folk. And he's got a. It's not like straight country, but it's 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 sort of way leaning to that side. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I think it will, I think it's just a great song. It's a great song. He he died really young. He did. And it's I very think like he, and he died at the Joshua Tree Park, probably on a binge. Is I think what the oh, yeah. story was. Uh, he died at twenty six. And 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 uh, you know, I have heard the Flying Burrito Brothers, but I have not heard that track. I'm going to be honest with you. So it's I have to listen to that track. track. Yeah, I have not heard that track at all. I think I think yeah. where the I think where the it's a classic we've talked about with our cover show. They did an album covering Graham Parsons work called like Grievous Angel or something. Yeah. And and this track was on it. This one by Beck and Emmylou Harris. And I think 
that track did so well that people then went back to the original. Yeah. Um, but his, but his life, it's a lot like Jeff Buckley, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like coming out really strong and then dying really young. Jeff Buckley also probably on a bender, you know, he drowned. Um, but uh, yeah, but it was a very, um, very similar career path, but it's just an amazing song. I think you really like it. Uh, I won't go forward. Like I said, I have not heard that track. Mm. Ooh. All right. What do, we, what do we got here, Coop? So we, we somehow now if you have a song with either City or Sin in it again, uh, we're 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 cooking. We're on fire here. No, no. We have heat in this song. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's close. Uh, we have heat. So um, I'm going to um, 1999. Um, and. I'm going to that new disco sound, which is that Europe Euro disco combined okay. with the uh, electronic dance. Yes. With a little yes. bit of that acid jazz kind of in there. Yes. And I'm going to Jamiroquai. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, and and I'm I'm specifically saying you have to hear the album version. Um okay. This, okay. the song is Canned Heat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's something about Jamiroquai if you're you into love the Jamiroquai. yeah, and if you're into the disco era, or if you, this is as much as I say the Pet Shop Boys kind of are, they kind of have a disco vibe. Jamiroquai's done a better job at like kind of becoming mm. the modern day disco band. Um, yeah, they, it's they, a very they dance a, band. It's very it, really? dance, or, and this song is got a big dance. It's a big dance. This was a huge hit in the U.S. Actually, it's one of the few songs in the U.S. And if you remember, if you sort of moving Napoleon Dynamite, it's the mm. uh, title character's dance performance in the high school assembly. Um, OK, but it, it, it's a it's a great it's just a great, great track here. Um, it's got this kind of underlying like 70s funk element um, going with it, uh, which is kind of that disco. Like it just you can see this funk element with the disco ball playing up there is the best way to put it. Um, I'm a huge fan of these guys. Um, this is this is a band I think that's much better live than on. It's kind of like in the fish mantra. They're better live than um in the studio. That's just my opinion. But uh, a must must listen to track, Dave. Um, oh like yeah. Uh, this is uh you know Jamiroquai. Uh, they're very underrated. They just. You know, but most of the Euro disco bands have done much better in Europe than they have in the U.S. It's just yeah. the U.S. hasn't quite caught on to it. I uh, mean, yeah, yeah. I I think their big U.S. record would be "Traveling Without Moving." Would that be their big one? Probably. Um. Yeah, I would say you could say "Traveling Without Moving" was one, and um. The other one would probably be um synchronized. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is actually synchronized with this one's on. So I'd say those two are the big album. Like in the late nineties, they were starting to make inroads in the they US. Were. They were. Then they had some they had some turnover with the band. Um yes. Um, but like they've JK, only done two the last ten years. Yeah. I mean JK, they're still around. They they yeah. JK's in this yeah, JK is still around. Like I said, he is the lead vocalist. Um and you know oh, I I man, kind I, of am surprised they haven't gotten 
some love with the Hall of Fame. They're certainly Hall of yeah. Fame eligible. But I think they suffered from some member turnover, which I think the Hall of Fame doesn't like. They have had a lot of member turnover. Yeah. I, Man, they had this like really sort of futuristic kind of like Coop was saying they would they would have they would have like this sort of really disco really sort of dance modernized disco dance sort of vibe and he had these big hats and like but it was really neon and it was oh it was great remember we talked about I feel love well, confused yeah. was like a disco song to permeate what the future would be of music yeah this Jamiroquois, I think, done the best job of carrying out that vision, right? Because a lot of that music's in that vibe, that futuristic vibe, right? Yes. Um, yep. They did an album in 2010 called Rock Dust Light Star, which is uh, yes. kind of, again, kind of a conceptual album with that, um, where, again, it kind of has that sci-fi feel to it a bit. Yes. Um, it's, yeah. yeah. It's a lot like uh, Janelle Monet right now. Yeah. Sort of has that, like, Afro-futuristic kind of vibe with her stuff. Yeah. Oh, they need they need to put out an album coup. Why, why don't they put out a record? They haven't done one in a long time. No, but it's they're due, man. They're due. I mean, they're you know, then they, they, they haven't play. done one in five it, years. Yeah, that style would play now. Yeah, that would play. Def, it definitely would play. I mean, they still do very well. Like I said, they tour a lot in Europe. So yes, they, they serve. But they've only done eight albums in like 30 years too. It's kind of, yeah, no, I mean, they didn't put out a ton. They don't no. do a ton of albums. Like I said, they've kind of like fish. I think they've made their mark more as a touring band. I mean, I think what their first album was what? Like 90, 91. And they, yeah. maybe they put out like, maybe they put out like what? Eight records or something. They put so out. Eight. Like they, yeah. The last one they put out was automation, uh, which uh, was a very nice album. They did. Um, yeah. Um, you know, and again, if you kind of look at automation, it's got that sci-fi but little technology theme into it. Mm-hmm. Like that, I think Jamiroquai has done the best. It's almost like Jamiroquai heard "I Feel Love" and they said, "We're going to kind of become what what was predicted for the future." What I feel love. Mm. No, I love that. I'm excited yeah. for that. That's yep. a great pick. I love yep. it. Yep. Yeah. Can't oh. eat is one of their classics. So yeah. No, any excuse to go back to that band is yep. good for me. Yep. I'm going to end with a little Minnesota love, Coop. Okay. A little Twin Cities love. Um, now, what you don't know about Coop, what you may know about Coop, is he loves a good jam band. Like, he was talking about Fish before. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the past, we've talked about bands like um, bands like Sister Hazel was a good jam band. I mean, I think we've talked about Big Head Tide and the Monsters before. They're, they're yep. jam band. Um, Coop, I mean, with Fish, obviously... Uh, likes a big jam band. He likes a jam band. Yeah, um, I do. I like jam band. Now, there's a th- so the track I chose is from a band called the Jayhawks, who were were sort of in that '90s sort of jam band thing around with like Sunvolt, Freddie Jones Band was at that time, uh, Leftover Salmon, which is like a bluegrass jams band. There's there's like when jam bands were getting pretty big, like that's when Sister Hazel was coming out. Um, jam bands were like getting big because this that was around when Fish was sort of at its height. Um, and this is a Minneapolis band, the Jayhawks, and the track is called Blue. And it's it's in that jam band vibe. Mm-hmm. Like you just get this vibe. It's just it's like it's sort of like um, I mean, it's kind of like Dave Matthews band, which is another jam band. Um but it's in that vibe of like just people. It sounds like just people sitting around a fire with a couple guitars, just like singing. 
right? Yeah. And I think if you like that jam band vibe, I think you'll really like this track. Uh, the Jayhawks with Blue and the Jayhawks are a Minneapolis band. Yeah, and what's interesting is you don't hear the jam band sound typically is more of an Eastern thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of curious about the hear these guys coming out of Minnesota doing this. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a great track. I think you'll really like it. It's 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 got some interesting harmonies, some good key changes in the song, which I'm always a fan of a good key change. Uh, and if you if you like jam bands, I think I think you like it. It'll be interesting to see. If the how about that cigar guys? If they're if they're Jayhawks guys, I'm curious. You know, yeah, I I can maybe see it. Yeah, I'll be very curious about that. Yeah, I mean it's sort of like the 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 it, it's it's just um yeah I think you'll I think you'll you'll dig it. Interesting. I am, yeah, I am looking forward to it. You'll dig that, and if you do like that, just check check out Sunvolt. You like them as well, but I went with I went with Jayhawks. Get Good. that Minnesota love in there. Nice, nice. I'm loving it because right now, Coop, we're we're getting to your final song to lead us out. I have not, I may have heard some of these songs, but I've not listened to any of them. Like, sit down and broken them down. And so far, every song you've given me, I'm I'm super excited. To I am too. To. I think we, I think it was very good. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm excited like, I'm for really the closer. We come back with a homework on this. I'm uh, excited for the closer. You yeah. Finish with a bang. All right. Um, you probably heard this song. Uh, but. I wanted to get Dave. I, you know, I go, you always love the women artists, right? I, I do. And I wanted to pick a band, a, a band that had a when a, where a woman artist is featured prominently on the lead vocals. So I went with Arcade Fire. Ooh. Um, okay. And I went with uh, Sprawl Two, Mountains Beyond Mountains, um, which is from the Suburbs album, which is an amazing the- track where Regina Chastain takes the lead vocals. Um, and, uh, you know, mountains beyond mountains is, is, it's kind of fits in with the whole theme of the suburbs. Uh, you know, they talk about big shopping malls and all that. Right. But, but she's got a, like, her octave is pretty high in this song. So it's not a deep, like, her vocals are very high and it's just, th- this is when arcade fire was at their peak. Th- when arcade yes, yes, fire yes. was on fire. Um, this is the this is their big record, isn't it? I mean, would you say big, uh, this is their big record? Um, and they did a lot of these part one, part two songs, right? And, yeah. Uh, this is what they're known for. And they did a couple of them on the album, these part one part. So there's a sprawl one and a sprawl two. You want sprawl yeah. two? Mountains Beyond Mountains is the one. Yeah, right, 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 right. Um, and it's just uh, it, it's uh, like I said, if you want great, great, like Regina taking the lead vocals and just kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. But she splits the vocals with her husband, right? But I say yeah, her husband yeah. probably does about sixty to sixty-five percent of them. But when she gets on center stage and she's on point, uh, and it's a beautiful song, by the way. I think you you you'd really appreciate the lyric. The lyric Suburbs was an amazing. I mean, Suburbs won the Grammy. Everyone was surprised. I wasn't. I said this is this was by far the best album in two thousand ten. So, um, I, if you haven't listened to this song, Dave, you need to give this song a listen to as well. Oh yeah, I mean, I okay. I have to admit, I was sort of like, I'm a very sort of marginal uh, Arcade Fire. I, and I figured that, yeah. Person, like I know of them and I've, I've listened to um, some of their tracks. I mean, like like we were saying before, and we did this review a long time ago, but their like latest record, um, they're kind of back to, I guess, the suburb sound, which I know Coop you're, is a huge Arcade Fire fan of their of their earlier stuff, especially. Um, and so it's it's I'm I'm excited. 
I'm I'm excited because I I really have not listened to that album in any depth. Yeah, but I know that you that you are a big Arcade Fire guy. So if you recommend it, yeah, it's gonna I mean, be good. This is if I would put this, I would put this in the top top amount. If I was doing Arcade Fire Mount Rushmore songs, this is a Mount yep. Rushmore song. Uh, okay, a lot of these songs I picked. You like like again, Duran Duran, Sin of the City. These are Mount. These are great. I'm hoping these are great tracks. Ooh, some of it I tried to align with you. Some of it I lined for what I like, and then some of it I lied for things I know you're exploring more. So I don't, oh. I'm curious to see when we come back uh, <laughs> and kind of do our homework because I guess we're gonna reverse. We're gonna reverse it, you know, with because I think we're gonna go through all ten songs each. It sounds like, um, and we'll have some opinions wait. on that. I can't wait, Coop. Like these songs sound great. Yeah, I mean, and they do too. I mean, there's a lot of like, I can tell you put a lot of thought into this too, um, which is great too. Because I'm looking, I'm like, these are just really interesting. Like, they all got me intrigued to go listen to this stuff. And you know, I mean, we're kind of getting into final thoughts here, but what what this show, what I really love about it, it's sort of like the fun that you get in making a mixtape for somebody, right? Like back in the day, right? It's like you're putting on songs that you know that they like, but then you're putting on songs that you think they'll like, right? And, and and it's that's the great thing about music is trying to turn people on to like new stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and yeah. yeah, yeah. And I go back to what you said, what you said at the beginning show with the with picking out the cigars. So you know what? I'm picking out a cigar, but I know Dave likes an AJ Fernandez cigar, right? Well, AJ Fernandez mm. blended this other brand. Let, yeah, me, yeah, yeah. let me throw one of those in there, right? Or, you know, this cigar is using Ometepe tobacco and Dave kind of liked it. Let me see if I got another cigar with Ometepe tobacco. And I think that's what that's, you know, while I didn't think of that till you said it on the show, I think that was the intent of this exercise here. Mm. And I felt if we did this cold, it would have a different effect where let's get interested in this and let's kind of come back and, and see what happened with it. Man, I got to say, the song that I'm most excited to hear out of your whole list you gave me is that first track. That disco track. I uh, am um, so you. I think that. you may say, "Yeah, I know this song," but it, oh. it's like I said, dun, dun, yeah, you'll you'll know it. Because I don't know much disco at all, so I am really excited. Yeah, for that. I, I didn't want to lay it lay it all with disco either. I said because we do another one of these shows, and I have more disco songs I could tap into for you. Oh, um, and I'm sure you kind of thought the same thing. Like, uh, oh, I yeah. actually could not come up with a Diana song for you, and I tried. There well, was, it's hard. I, it, it was there was a couple of deeper tracks I was debating pushing, and I may use one on another, but there were only two I could think of that were deeper oh. tracks that I said, you know, that you would. One was a Supremes, and one was a solo song mm. by Diana Ross. Oh, so Supremes are so good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't yeah. wait. Yep, yep. Um. Wow. Well, I I have a lot of listening ahead of me, and I'm yep. very excited for all yep. of it. Yep. Um. Yeah, and we'll reconvene at some point and talk about. Well, yeah, we'll have a uh, like I said, a follow up show where we we present our findings to the other person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, new music coop. I'm I'm getting back into the. I'm gonna give a quick cigar update. Look at yeah, that. Look how much said. I got. Look yeah. how much I got left still. The, that I'm telling you, that petite robusto. It's it's a full experience in my book. Yeah. And it, we've been talking, it. and I haven't had to relight it or anything. We're over. We're almost an hour and forty minutes, probably into this. Yeah, you got to get this cigar, people. I mean, it, that's the thing. Like, it gives you it, it. The flavor is amazing. It gives you that. Like, you originally you get that big sort of spice hit up front, right. which my father right. is sort of known for. 
And then it gets sweet coop and chocolatey, and it's just great. It, it's something, and that petite robusto. I don't know what it is. It's like magic with that blend inside. It's a, it's a perfect storm, uh, in my opinion. And and you know, look, I, I do like chasing that cigar as much as I say I don't. Right? I yeah. like that, but but this is this is a regular production cigar you can get. And, and honestly, I'm not getting paid by my father to say this. Uh, fantastic, <laughs> fantastic cigar. Yeah. But no, it's an excellent cigar. I mean, like I said, like the other thing is, too, you get a lot of value out of it. You yeah. get great flavor. You get a good smoke time. The construction is yeah. excellent. And the price is like crazy. Cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Because exactly. you're buying a Petite Robusto. Yeah. So I would say don't let the whole Petite Robusto thing throw you off, especially if you're like a Toro lover or something like that. Yeah. Like you get like like for me, this Petite Robusto is better and, and has the same smoking time as a lot of Toros anyway. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, like I said, you, you've been going through this the whole show. It's so good. Yeah. Um, it thinks, that thing's like it's got a dense pack, but mm, by no means is it a tight drawer or anything like that. Yeah. Do you know what it reminds me of you talking about that? It's like uh, it's like Skip Martin's Robustos and Petite Robustos is because he puts so much. He puts about as like he packs as much tobacco in there as possible to still get a good draw. Yes. But the construction's so good, it'll last like forever. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, and I even saw that carry over to the Neanderthal, you know, the HN as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree it's, on it's, that. It's sort of similar to that. And, it, and yeah. like I said, it's not getting mushy. It the, the the I haven't had to relight it like at all. No. Oh, it's so good. No, it's uh, like I said that cigar is a winner. That's an absolute winner. Um New Music Coop from Cigar Hustler. Yeah, um, we can't forget our friends at Cigar Hustler, uh, located in Deltona, Florida. Uh, they have, um, they're known to have one, you know, their lounge and their store is well known, I should say. Uh, yep. I can attest to that. Um, I've gone in there. Great humidor, great lounge, great staff, great selection. If you can't get there. Go to CigarHustler.com, and we say this every get on that email list. If there's get on it. new stuff and limited stuff, uh, they send out the emails, and they go fast. So don't dilly-dally when the email comes out, because you're going to want to get that stuff. Uh, certainly check out their own cigars, the Postani cigars, and mm. what their limited collaborations they're doing. Um, and, uh, you know, good friends of the show. So definitely check them out. Yeah, check them out, man. I mean, I just ordered some the Postani. I just ordered the War Bear, a fiver of that, and I just ordered some of the uh, Shepherd. Ooh, so I, some of that. so I think did I send you a ship? I may not have sent. The I Shepherd. don't know. I think in the whole chaos of your shipment, <laughs> I didn't send the I didn't <laughs> send you a Shepherd. Uh, so I have to, but it's good. I have to send you a second. Yeah, I have one Shepherd for you as well because they gave me one for you. Oh, and so. and I don't. And, and I know, and I and I, uh, I'll be able to have all because I also ordered from another site. I ordered their Bangarang, so I'll have like both of those things, the two side projects, the Bangarang and the um, Shepherd, which would be very exciting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, I would encourage you. Uh, I think you'll like. I think you'll like all those. I mean, you had the Bangarang. I've had uh, the Bangarang. Yeah, uh, but I think the Shepherd's right up your alley. Oh, I'm excited. Yep. But yeah, check them out. I think they have some Fomorians back in stock. The 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 um the uh the uh, Roma Craft uh, Candela, which is one of the best Candelas out there. In my yeah, opinion. I think everyone. I think yeah, I think you know a lot of people would say that for sure. 
It is one of the best. Those go, those go super fast. So be sure to to jump on there and get some if you want some. Yep. Give Mike your money. Yep. I just saw some pictures. He he was with Surgeon. They They were were, Surgeon went to Weasel Fest. Weasel Fest, yeah. Yeah, so Surgeon went to Weasel Fest. Yep. I gotta tell you. Pretty soon, Mike's not gonna be able to fit in his shirts. Like I don't know what to tell you. It's he not because he's getting. Like, it's not he's getting fat. It's the guy. He's getting. He's like getting. Ripped. He's got. He's the gun show man. Like he's, he's getting. I wonder if he's still doing the cereal thing. Anyway. I don't know, but but here's the thing: if you if we need protection, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, I I I think we can hire Mike as our security force. <laughs> you know, if Mike looks like if if I was to describe Mike. He looks like sort of the the the, the embodiment of like protein protein powder. Yeah, he's but like, he, do, he doesn't look like the guy massive. taking. Let's put it this. He doesn't look like no. the guy who's taking special vitamins. If that makes no. sense. <laughs> no, but he is beefy. Yeah, he is. yeah. and and uh, and uh, and he's such a nice guy. When you listen to him on the show, when you talk to him and stuff, you see a picture of him. You're like, damn, I don't want to get on the wrong that side guy, of that. He is <laughs> absolutely yeah. I don't want to get on the wrong side of that. This is what I have to say. Um, but no, so so good on you, Mike. Uh, but yeah, I saw him and Surgeon living it up. I didn't know Surgeon was going to Weasel Fest. He went. Yeah, he went. Um, he did go. Yes. Cool. I'll have to ask him how that went. Yep. I've always wanted to go to it because it looks great. Well, Surgeon it. had a airline credit this year that he had a right. use. Oh, from like from, a from that Drew, COVID that Drew, or something. Yeah, from that Drew State event. So he mm. just used it to go to, to go to Weasel Fest. Ben had gone last year too. So um, God, I haven't so been fun. able to go. I haven't been able to go. Um, and uh, yeah, so I mean, they both have had very positive things to say about it. The two it's events they, they've done this on Labor Day week two years in a row is yeah. the problem. So it's hard they, for Bear they, and I to go. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, the two yeah. events I want to go to. I mean, get, you know, of course, I want to go to like PCA and the media compound. I mean, get right. that out of the way. Yeah. But the two events are Lazona Palooza and Weasel Fest. I want to hit those. Yeah. And hard. I haven't been to Weasel Fest, but and Lazona Palooza is a great event, too. Uh, I yeah, I, I do enjoy going to that and hanging out with those guys. So uh, that's a lot of fun. And what's good about Lazona Palooza is you get to you can kind of get uh, a lot of Miami in, too, down there, which is yeah, you know, place you need to be. Yeah, you would. Yeah. Um, new music side A, Blackpink Coop with Pink Venom, Blackpink K-pop band extraordinaire. This is off their new record, Born Pink. They like to incorporate pink in everything. Pink, the uh, band is Pink Venom. Yes, the band is Pink the, Venom. The, so we got Blackpink. The track is Pink Venom, off of their new record, Born Pink. Lots of pink in there. I, I wrote my notes. It's a crazy pop mess, and I love it. It's like three genres of songs mixed in with like neon and it's just like on 11 it's crazy so if, you, you got to hear it if it's, you're uh, into if nuts. you're into how can i put this um there's a look that they have black pink and they're not like gothic is the way to no put they're it. very they're very k-pop they look like characters out of like some some video game that's exactly what i was gonna say like video game characters yes <laughs> Yes, yeah. If you, but, if you like, like, yeah, like female, like female empowered video game characters. Video game characters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I said. I said. Uh, oh, it's just a great. I have a review on the site. If you want to check that yeah, out. Yep. Um, Coop. I don't know if you're a fan of this band, but it's the Gorillas. Gorillas um, with the Z. Yep. 
I am. This, I, I sort of it. in the vibe of kind of stuff we've been talking about. Yeah. The, they're kind of that uh, virtual band, I guess, is the best way yeah. to put it. Yeah. The lead, old lead singer of Blur. Uh, it was a Damon album, whatever his name yep. is. He's in it. Um, they got a new track, Cracker Island. They have an album coming out. So this is an album. This track features Thundercat, who's sort of like a Afro jazz sort of thing. Um, and it has and it continues to sort of like funk house disco resurgence uh, that we're sort of seeing in music. So I think you'll like it. It has this really funk house sort of disco vibe going on. Yeah. Um, I don't know how indicative it is of the rest of the album because this is the only single I've heard really. So uh, coming out next year, I think. Yeah. So, so check it out. Um, That's out, especially if you're a fan of gorillas, it's, it's, uh, it's, um, it's, it's, I think the last album was a couple of years ago. So if they've kind of, they've kind of fallen off the map, they Um, have, they, they, they had that long break about like six or seven years ago. And then they kind of came back and I never really, uh, and it's not, they do good music. Uh, they do I really think, good music. And, and Damien Albon, last, if you looked at him, he's a yeah. complete alter ego of what these guys oh, are. Yeah. Seen him. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think that la- the, to your point, the last album uh, they put out, I don't think it did as well as they thought it would. Um, so we'll see how this one goes. Yeah. But, but for the Gorilla fans, if you're a fan of the band, their fans are pretty uh, diehard. So I'm sure they're really excited to hear of new stuff. Oh, I out. bet. I bet. Yeah. Um, album Archaeology. So uh, I, I gave Coop a Sugar Cube song, and that was off of their album, Life's Too Good. And I think if you want to hear what Bjork was like before she went solo, like this is the record. Right. Uh, it's got that great, fun 80s, 90s indie pop vibe. Um, so I really think that's that's a track that's a record that that um, you'll like. So that's a good album archaeology, especially if you're into that like '90s pop sort of vibe. I think you really like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Iceland rock. Yeah. Iceland, oh yeah. Icelandic rock. Yeah. Everything. I can see him going into Reykjavik, you know, in the '80s. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's uh yeah but but uh, check check it out. Yep, definitely do that. All right. That's all I got, except for I the got. cigar. Like I'm still smoking the cigar coop. I know, no. So you know, we're at the end. Um, so again, thanks to our audience as always for the great support. And um definitely let us know what you think of these selections. We're gonna be back with another show with these. We have some more shows lined up. Just stay tuned to our social media channels for the schedule and the time. Uh as as far as that goes. I know we have like I said, the purple rain shows coming up. We're getting we get we gotta get get the Christmas shots we scheduled soon. It's kind of weird. Oh geez, yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, we we'll have to reach out to Fred. Uh, make sure I get the date right this year. Uh, but but yeah, we'll we'll make sure we we take care of that stuff. And uh, you know, again, thanks thanks again, uh, Dave as well. No worries. Thank you, Coop. Great show. I'm really excited to listen to this stuff. Yep, I am too. Uh, so that's gonna wrap up primetime jukebox episode 79 into the annals of history for this late September 2022. We'll catch everybody next time. Take care, everybody.